0: The Saga of the European King, Chapter 2. Let's go to my bedroom and plan
1: our war. The king screamed his proposal to those assembled in the Grand Hall all through the night and well into the new day. The crowd was transfixed by his voice and also by his six-hour PowerPoint presentation that added visual flair to his plans. It was produced by a video projector that the king's father had found in a sunken ship 200 years previously. That video projector was the cornerstone of the administration of Europe. The king, as always, makes a good point. Why should
2: we, citizens of Europe, have to sit and endure the cold for one half of our entire lives?
3: Axe, don't you hate being a citizen of Europe because we annexed your proud and ancient nation?
2: Even one of my noble and angry blood can be swayed by a PowerPoint presentation well made, Sally.
0: Let's put it to a vote, everybody. Yes! A vote! Good calls. a vote count. I love voting!
1: We all love voting! And so, all of the king's guys and governors and dukes and barons and ladies and adventure teams and what have you voted to decide on whether a war in winter itself was a good idea or not. And everyone, with one exception, voted yes. Because they always voted yes to whatever it was the king wanted because they loved him so much. And it wasn't just those people who were lucky enough to hang around with the king who thought that he was right about everything. It was every single last person in Europe. With one exception. The people loved him because he was the head of their community and he never let them down. Whenever something or someone threatened to mess everything up for Europe, the king would get up and do something right away and it always turned out cool. The kings of Europe had been doing this for generations, and everyone agreed that this was the best possible system of governance. Why, the votes are in your baddicalness. On the matter of whether the Kingdom of
2: Europe should go to war with winter, the big important Council of Europe says yes. With one exception.
1: (gasps) The king stalked around the Grand Hall, tears welling up in his learned breast, looking for this vile dissenter.
0: Who is it among you that would rather us all be damned to half a life of winter, to the tiny days, and the icy paths, and the bullshit weather, and you can't even do any washing?
3: Yeah, it was me.
0: You? A mysterious hooded figure? You wound me, sir.
1: You wound me. The mysterious hooded figure responded by pulling back his mysterious hood, revealing his horrible, skeletal, cybernetic face, and then he looked up directly into the king's eyes, which was a rude thing to do, and then pulled an oozy out from under the table and fired it into the king's chest. And that's worse than rude. It's illegal. Wounding you is the idea, king of fools! <laughs> the horrible man was Thor, the king's nemesis. They had been friends once, but had become bitter enemies, which is always sad. Terethor was behind most of the bad things that happened in Europe. Poor harvests, fouled pavements, missing post, jokes in bad taste, or attacks by a giant mechanical, or whatever. Even if at first it didn't look like Terrathor was involved, it would usually turn out that he was masterminding everything. And so the king drew his mighty sword, Cutty, and deflected the spray of Uzi bullets faster than a cat could have done in a similar situation. Then the king lunged at the man who was, if you thought about it, just the other side of the coin to him, which is a metaphor. But Terethor had already produced a man-sized metal disc out from under his seat that lifted him up into the air with a stock science fiction whoopy sound effect. Terrathor surfed that disc out of the window and escaped into the night sky, Shrieking with laughter Even though this was a serious situation And nothing to be laughed at
3: Oh,
1: I'll get you, Terethor
3: It's not so bad At least he broke his usual window But he's
0: always getting into these meetings
3: And he's always saying no
0: to my plans I hate him I hate him
3: It is very annoying
0: He's blowing my feedback racing!
2: How about I rub out his vote from my ledger, sire?
0: No! No, you don't have to do that!
2: It's okay. It's done now.
1: Mm. All right. It does make me feel better. There, there. Once he felt better, the king took his closest, most trusted friends and companions up to his rad bedroom for a secret war council. Now, the king loved everybody in Europe because it was the law and he had to, but these guys practically lived inside his hearts. They were the ones that he turned to when there was a reoccurring villain stirring up a slave revolt on the shores of Atlantis, or when the magic mirror of Constantinople was in danger of being shattered, or when Viking treasure needed liberating from the forces of Ireland, or when he just wanted to go for chicken burgers. They were his friends for any adventure. His adventure friends. Adventure friend, roll call!
0: Axe, axe, wound. Axe, axe, wound, the. Page! Describe their class, now! Uh,
3: oh, uh, the axe-butler. Sally Minefield. The thief. And Royal Minister of Shipping.
1: Father Figaro. The priest. My name is Mechanicus Jones.
3: The guy who makes things that. Other people cannot make. That's a
2: fair assessment. General Magnificent at your command,
3: sire. Commander of the King's vast armies. Don't forget me, Pinecone! Oh, yes. Um, Pinecone, the. mascot. Colonel Glowfist. The Archmage. And your best friend, sire. Ha <laughs>
0: ha! You're my best friends! No, but. your best. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh! And, who hasn't said their name, everyone has to say their name.
2: Uh, I assume you're referring to me too, right?
0: Yes, yes, you, Ugh, oh,
2: Alright then, yes, Cutty's here, I'm your sword. Oh,
1: we're all
2: here!
3: Uh, hurrah!
1: Everyone sat on the king's bed and he showed them his secret plans. He had made them by cutting up the pictures from a load of old magazines and sticking the pictures up onto a big piece of brightly coloured card. Very nice, your baddicalness. Colourful.
0: My plan is really two plans. We shall split up. General Very Magnificent, take half of my European army and travel north to the chilliness plains in the outpost of Nord. Gentlemen, Sally. Pinecone. <coughs>
2: I don't think I'm overstating things at all when I say that the Nord Outpost in the Chillinus Plains is the scariest place in Viking Europe, and the only part of Europe I would dread to venture in. Oh, our surveys say there is nothing there at all, nothing but ice, nothing but the howl of the cutting winds, nothing but the vision of your own death's head grinning out at you from the blank abyss. The journey will be long and hard for me and the troops, but that doesn't bother me one whit. I shall stir the men from their beds and ride to Nord right away, because I love the king. We all
0: love the king. That deserves a hug, magnificent. No.
1: The king turned back to the coloured card. He pointed to an important part of it. They'll need to build this awesome castle when they get there. Mechanicus, you are equal
0: to this. Go with Magnificent.
1: It would be my pleasure. I'm going to pull out all of the stops. Picture this, if you will. Jacuzzis in every room and in every corner there is a beanbag into which a tired keister can relax. On every wall there is a portrait with moving eyes. What the eyes see are secrets. How's that grab you?
0: It's the perfect
1: mix of spooky and comfortable. You and me, we've got the same style, sir. We've got a thing going on. Yes,
0: clear-cut every forest. Strip mine every resource. I will assign to your company all of dear Europe's engineers, her smiths, her foresters, and her worker guys.
2: Uh, what about the... Oh, oh,
0: and don't forget about the wild gods that live up there. Yeah, We haven't cleared out that area just yet.
2: Um, yes, and, sire... What? You will remember to tidy up before you go. Yes! That's good, because you didn't take your mugs down to the kitchens last time you went on a war, and I had... Okay, 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 I'll do it!
0: Shut up, father! Well... As for the other half of the army, half... Of that half will ride with me and my strike team of Axe, Glowfist, and Figaro into the hinterlands!
3: when not you need a feat, sir?
0: Um.
3: To open locks or watch for traps?
2: I can smash open any locks we find or run through the traps ahead of everyone else.
0: Yes! That's why we're taking Figaro! To heal him up after he incurs the terrible damage.
2: I can't bear to see any living being suffer. Right, see? We've got it covered.
3: No, but, sire, I thought I could come along because I was part of the team. Sally, we've been meaning to tell you, but,
2: well... You die all the time, Sally. Thieves and rogues just can't soak up any decent damage. I'm sorry, Sally, but it's just getting too expensive to bring you back to life every time.
1: And because you lose experience of every death, you're on such a low level that, well, frankly, it means it's only going to get worse. And that's why
0: you'll stay at home with Pineycone and look after the house.
3: me, Pineycone! I've been on the adventure team since I was a baby. I I can open locks, and pineycomb smells, and- pinecone. You can. don't know what he says when it's just him and me in the room.
1: Here, Sally, look. Look, I, I made you a chair. Maybe you can use it to sit down and, and maybe give it a rest, huh? Yeah. So it's settled!
0: Adventure friends, do we go to war? Bye. Oh.
1: They concluded the meeting with an exchange of hugs. And then the king started tickling Axe Axe Wound and then everyone got tickling each other and they all fell about laughing and having a good time as friends. Then the king stood up and cracked his wooden knuckles and everybody got serious again.
0: Let's go get some chicken burger.
1: the end of chapter two.